welcome to chapter 66 of our podcast. We got a show for you today. About an hour's drive north into the Dordogne region, we discovered the beautiful village of Limeuil. We'll talk about that. And good news for travelers to France this summer. It's Jeff and Julie moved to France during a global pandemic. So we were out for lunch the other day at uh, what's you were saying it's like the it's Marie Bachère. Okay. And it's it was founded I think in the early 2000s. Right. Uh in Provence and uh we just driving distance from us there are there are two of them that yeah. I know of. Mm-hmm. But in France, there are 700 of them. And you were saying this is like the third biggest fast food joint in France? That's right. But this is healthy food or good food. Well, it, bakery. It, it's, yeah, the, everything is made on the premises and it's like fresh baguettes, fresh torts, fresh croissants, sandwiches, wraps, salads. I mean, it's, it, it was, uh, there were, there was a lineup. Yeah. Um, well, and we just we just needed to grab something because we had a very busy day. So we were outside sitting there, and you kept noticing everybody's walking out with four baguettes, okay? <laughs> and uh, I guess they had some kind of promotion on. They're like all the all the girls back there were wearing uh, shirts. Three plus, what was it? Three. It's um, trois plus un offert. So what does that what does that mean? Three plus one offered. What do you mean offered? The, the one is offered. It's a gift. Like if you buy three, you get one as a present. Yeah, but why do they Why do they have to make it like it's a gift? Why can't they just say it's free? Why, why, why do they have to make it like, oh, look at me, I'm giving away? I think it's great marketing. Really? It's, yeah, like instead of saying, you know, you could, you could turn that around many different ways to make sure that you're buying four but paying for three, right? But... This is a nice way of saying you buy three and we'll give you one. Yeah, I know, but why not just say buy three, get one free, like that? Uh, Here, it's it's kind of that though. I, I I I've got the slogan. I know I know you guys think you know it all with your offers and your cadeaus. All right, but how about this? You ready? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> this is the French version of a very catchy sort of North American English phrase. You ready? Uh-huh, uh-huh. Boy, this, this just this just falls off the tongue. You ready? Achetez trois et obtenir un pour gratuit. You see what I did with the end there? Like, I, I, I know it's not a word, but it's like gratuit, like because it, it rhymes with trois. But it's not a word. Yeah, but ni- neither is shizzle, but, you know, <laughs> it sounds good in a song. Holy moly, what have you been smoking? Oh, I'm not smoking anything. I I think I should be in charge of the marketing for Madame whatever it is. Uh, Yeah, well, you know what? Um, A couple years ago, they opened up their first store in the U.S. Really? Yeah. And And they tried to get away with buy three and get a gift? Well, I don't know how they translated it, but it's in New York. So, so yeah, that's not gonna fly. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what's this gift? Huh? What are we talking about? Well, maybe they don't do the same three plus one there, but I I like it. The guys and gals that are working in the kitchen all have the t-shirt. No, People no, are walking out of the you know out with me, four baguettes. Don't don't get me wrong. I, I think it's a great promotion because everybody's walking out with four. I'm yes. just saying, uh, what's with the gift? Just. Uh, offer. It's, it, it, it's offered know, just, to you. Just free. Be, just yeah. Same. Pay free. for this, get this. 
Okay. You know, I know, I know, I know. It's it's nice. Uh, I, it works it clearly. Yeah, sure. It clearly yeah. works what because lineups are, are oh, around yeah. the block. Around the so block. and yeah. there and there's a drive through at the one we were sure. at. Yeah. That was so cool. You go through a little portal, mm-hmm. <laughs> place your order, and then you get your four baguettes. Yeah. No, no. It's, it, 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 you you really have to know what you want though at the drive through because uh, we don't really know the place that well. We we have to go inside and oh I'll take those wraps and that sandwich over there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had the the big ham and butter. Oh, I know. It's, it's so weird. It's the most popular sandwich, ham and butter. Like, there's no mayonnaise. There's no mustard. It's just ham and maybe some lettuce and a tomato and then, like, butter on the bread. Right. And you loved it. I loved it. Yeah, it's fine. Good. Yeah. Good. Um, so, hey, before we get to uh, this amazing diamond in the rough called Le Meuil. How do you say it? Le Meuil. Le Meuil. Um, <laughs> I got. I've got to say, we have good. I mean, it's not great news, but it's, it's. There's been so much bad news about France recently and traveling to France. You know, with the protests and everything. Finally, we got a little good news for travelers, and um, that is this. Uh, this. This entry visa. Yeah, it's not. It's not a visa per se. So what it is is it's European travel information and authorization system. Um, well, that's, short, ca- that's yeah, catchy. Well, that's why they shortened it to ITIAS. Well, no one's um, going to remember that either. So what you have to do is is go to the portal, enter your data so that they they receive your data prior to your travel. Mm-hmm. And it's not just France. It's the EU. And and to do that, you need to disperse seven euros. Of course. There's always – just follow the money, folks. So it was scheduled to uh, kick into gear in May of this year. Right. Um, and now we're hearing that it's being pushed back to the end of 2023. But then others are saying that they're going to just make this happen after the Paris Olympics. Yeah, because there are enough roadblocks right now for people, and, and you know, <laughs> trying to trying to bring forth the original idea for it being in May was just nuts because May is just going to be insane around here. We'll get to that later, but you know, so just finally a break for somebody. Just just knock it off with all this stuff. Yeah, and we've got some people traveling from the U.S. Yeah. to Paris, so they they won't have to do anything differently than they did in the past. Um, and, you know, so this this really applies for countries that don't need a visa to come here. And there are like 60 or 63 of them, whatever, Canada being one of them, the U.S. being one of them, Australia, New Zealand, mm-hmm. can travel to the EU, can stay here for up to 90 days without needing a visa. Right. But at one point, this will kick into gear, the ETS will kick into gear, and you'll have to input your data um, so that they've got it beforehand. So they're ready for you when you arrive. And it will just take a little piece of your heart away because now we are in a situation where everybody's got to fill in a visa, where it used to be like a nice little free 90-day vacation. Now, here we go with all this stuff. Yeah, I, I just well, find... it, it's mainly for security reasons. I know, I know. And, 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 you, well, and, and you would think then that they would implement it for the Olympics. You would think. I mean, what, what bigger event on the planet in need of security is there other than the Olympics? I, yeah, I don't know what the reasoning is for the pushback, but I'm, I'm thinking they just want to keep it easy for people coming to, to, to visit. Well, exactly, you yeah. know, because that's also a big, big tourism thing. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of people travel for the Olympics and 
they're, you know, because the other thing is there's going to be a deluge of people. So that means that there would be a, a deluge of work for. Uh, yeah. And their system might not be ready. That's right. And so, it might crash the system and then all hell breaks loose. And then then all of a sudden you can't leave the country and they make uh, it's, you know. Who knows? Well, anyway, that's that, That's our little bit of good news. We just saved you, you know, like uh, 15 euros a couple. There you go. Uh, you're, yeah. you're, you're welcome. <laughs> and I think that's for like a, a certain period of time. Like if, if memory serves me craft dinner, I think it's three years mm-hmm. every so. Okay. So it, it's not it, it, it's not the cost. It's just the, the, yeah. the yeah, having well, to sit down in yeah, front of the, the computer. In, the and, inconvenience. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. yeah. Hey, I have a white asparagus update. <laughs> yes, we had lunch uh, in lovely Limeuil yesterday. Yeah. And the entree, which is not a main meal in France, it's the appetizer. Right. Um, was this amazing white asparagus with chives. Yeah. And and some sort of a creamy sauce, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was so good. And so I, uh, you know, I hoover my portion and, uh, you know, then, then have the meal and had a, you know, couple of glasses of water and wine. And then, so I got, I got to go to the bathroom. Boom. Hits me. Remember, See, remember I said. And you said yeah. a couple podcasts ago yeah. when, when I, when I served you white asparagus, yeah. you said no, no, no. Uh, Residual effect. No, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, only the green stuff no. um, affected you. No. But would... but you, you were wrong. I was wrong. This time it uh, just right away, right in the uh, bathroom, it smelled like an asparagus farm. <laughs> it's just, it is, I just find that that is so strange. It's the only thing I think that does that. Yeah, well, it's because it's got a sulfur compound in it. So I see. It, 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 yeah. And not everybody. Process it processes it the same way. Some people react to it sooner, some later. I wonder if, if depending on your chemical makeup that day, it could produce the smell, and on another day it might not. I'm wondering because I honestly, that time we had it at home, I never had the, you know, I never had the residual effect from it. Well, whereas I, this time I did. I don't know. Maybe if you've got some spare time, you can look that up. Oh, I don't. <laughs> I do not have what you call spare time. (laughs) It's so funny. eh? You know, like uh, I was on with Humble and Fred uh, a couple months ago, and Fred said, what do you do with your time? You know, it's just you and Julie there. What do you do? Mm. (laughs) What don't we do? (laughs) Holy. I've never been this busy in my life. It's crazy. It really is. we, We hardly have time to put this thing in gear. Yeah, no, it's true. And it, it sometimes it shows. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, this is going to be not only a feast for the ears, as you've already witnessed, but a major feast for the eyes. Uh, this Facebook page dedicated to Chapter 66, I'll, I'll bet you I have 66 photos uh, of... Oh, the, you were snapping away. You, look at this. Look at that. Look, at you're like a kid in a candy store. You well, were just so were, excited. Were we not completely surprised... Uh, positively surprised by what that beautiful area gave us? So, like, a long time ago, even before we moved to France, I bought a book called uh, The Most Beautiful Villages in France. Yeah. And so uh, we've just been having fun kind of looking through which villages are are close by or close by enough so we can do a quick day trip. Yeah, we're we're trying to keep it to, like, 90 minutes each each way being sort of the maximum. Yeah. Yeah. And so... uh, 
Limeray is uh, about an hour and 15 yep. f- from us. Yeah. And um, uh, the book that I, w- I took the information from had very little glowing reviews and pictures that really didn't do it justice. So my expectations like were, were pretty low, right? I thought, but oh, it was it, in the book. It was in the book, and it's supposed to be beautiful. So we decided to go. And when we got there, like just seeing the two bridges, the two rivers converge. Yeah, it was amazing. Yeah, like and, and so the bridges are in, in a like a right angle. Yeah, uh, and you know these bridges were built back in the late eighteen hundreds, and they're just stunning. And you've got the two bodies of water that merge into into one, and then you've got the all these old buildings dating back, some of them to medieval times. Well, yeah, and you can appreciate this that the convergence of these two rivers made this a huge sort of harbor town uh, for trade. You oh, know, yeah. you know, so uh, <laughs> you know, there's a there's a, a little bar. We had a beer at at the bar uh, that's right on the waterfront there, and I guess that's been there since. You know the dawn of time. Yeah, I think I think the facade dates back to the fifteenth century. Mm-hmm. So that's you know that's pretty interesting. It's a lot of beers. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but you know you, you're out at sea, so yeah. yeah. Um, but we uh, we ended up having lunch um, at uh, Les Balcons de l'Espérance, um, which is the balconies of hope. And and it's yeah, it's about a kilometer from the main part of of the village, but all oh, the views. Yeah, the views were were really good, and it was it was just very it was very convivial. Like the the host, and I think he's the owner, Rashid, was just he's uh, Belgian from right. Belgium. Uh, he and his family run the place, and he just right from the start, like he he, he had my number. He had oh you're 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 here for for lunch like now. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was twelve. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, he, it was like one almost. Oh, one, yeah, but <laughs> but and, he was he was you know poking fun and and having fun, and uh, you know sat us down. We had a table for two on the balcony overlooking the valley, and it just was a, a very nice ambiance mm-hmm. and really good, really good um, menu. You had the menu du jour. Oh, I'm still. Well, I don't think I've eaten since. It was like <laughs> a couple of uh, amazing sausages. With a mushroom sauce and, and mashed potatoes. I know what you're thinking. What was that? Thanksgiving? No, it's lunch <laughs> L- in lunch France. In France. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> and, and then you said, you said to me, "Oh, I'm not having dessert." And oh. I said, "Well, it's part of the menu du jour. Just have a bite. Have, you know, have it come to the table to have a bite. Oh. <laughs> have a bite. You devoured the millefeuille. Okay, unbelievable. Can we just back this up a little? Uh-huh. Can we just back this up a little? Uh-huh. Yeah, I may have." said that uh-huh. and that but then i also said maybe if you help me uh-huh. and you said something to the effect well i'll have a nibble <laughs> oh, oh, oh. okay okay oh, but this millefeuille was from heaven nibble nibble <laughs> yeah with with what, what what are you using there oh a pitchfork <laughs> interesting and so lunch was great we had some laughs we had some good food and then we decided that we would go see the panoramic gardens yeah holy now back so we're back into the main part of the yeah. the village and at the very top they have this is 
I'm telling you, you're going to freak out over these photos. I took a billion of photos of, of the, and, and, and obviously the panoramic view uh, of import was the convergence again of these two rivers. So we've got a couple of shots of these two rivers and the bridges, uh, some from down, you know, at, at water level and then up, up top with these gardens. It was really incredible. Well, rivers brings me to my French phrase of the day. Rivers. Yeah. All right. Bring it on. Are you ready? Well, as ready as I, you know, ever can be. L'amour mm-hmm. est un fleuve. Fleuve? <laughs> what the hell? Do you remember Le Fleuve Saint-Laurent? Huh? In, in Montreal? No. Le Fleuve Saint-Laurent? No. Okay. Just give me that. What is Okay, th- I'll do the whole thing. Uh, l'amour est un fleuve où les eaux de deux rivières se mêlent sans se confondre. Is one, uh, is one of the words bird? Ozo? No. Oh, man. Holy. Holy. Les eaux. Les eaux. Many, les, many les, birds? Les... Oh, water. Right. Oh, okay. L'amour est un fleuve <laughs> où les eaux de deux rivières uh-huh. Clearly you don't know much about this love saying. Oh, deux cool. rivières oh. se mêlent sans se confondre. So, me, me, is mêle from like melange, like a mix? Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, mel- yeah isn't that yeah. what melange is? Uh, mel- yeah, mêlé. Mêlé is to mix up, yeah. All right. And uh, confusing? Yeah, confondre. Um... Uh, l'amour, obviously, the love. Mm-hmm. So let me let me try and take it apart. Uh, give it give it to me like four words at a time. L'amour. Okay, the love. Eh. And. Eh. Oh. Is. Un <laughs> <laughs> fleuve. Okay, I don't know what it is. It's a seaway. Oh, who knows that? Oh, I see Saint Lawrence Seaway. No, I've never heard that word in my life. Uh, okay, the love, the love, uh, the love of the seaway. No. Yeah, love is a oh, seaway. A love of love is a seaway of. Où? Uh, where? Les eaux. Where the water. De deux rivières. Of two rivers. Se mêle. Uh, mixes. Sans se confondre. Without confusion. Yes. Yes. Wow. My heart's just a beaten pitter patter with that <laughs> well, love, no, love I, no, message. No, this is like no, no. This is like uh, the the Khalil Gibran, you know, what? saying what? what? <laughs> oh my goodness! Um, he, he was a poet, and he, he's the one who said that. Did he play for the? Uh... <laughs> no, he didn't. <laughs> he's the one, and I'm paraphrasing, that said that a, a roof can only uh, rest on uh, walls that are far enough apart. And that, and that made, this is going off the rails, isn't it? Oh, my God. <laughs> this refers to love. It does. If you're in each other's face and you're too yeah. close, the roof tips over. How, far, too far, apart, how far apart can those beams be? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so I digress. Here we go. L'amour est un fleuve où les eaux de deux rivières se mêlent sans se confondre. So just in English, what do you think? So it means love is a seaway where waters from two rivers uh-huh. Mixed together. Can, yep, they mix mix together, but they stay uh, n- 
in their lane. <laughs> so, in other words, like two oh. peas in a pod, except separate pods. <laughs> okay, great. Wow. Uh, and I love you too. Okay. Uh, there we go. That is the uh, French phrase of the day. Yes. Wonderful. Now, the rivers weren't the only points of interest. No. Um, but again, the garden, though. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You were fascinated by no. that educational beehive. Oh, the, this this garden, is it's really worth it. And you know what? They, they, they charge you like 10 euros a pop. But it's it's one of those things where you just – I've never felt so good about paying for something. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, they need the money to maintain these gardens. And they just do an immaculate job of it. Really incredible. And, yeah, they had a working beehive. I'm going to put it at about 12 feet high so that – I guess so the bees could enter because you could you could watch the bees entering, but with without kind of getting in anyone's face. And then they had little windows that you could open these doors and see inside the beehive to see them working away in there. Yep, really, where really the, where the queen was. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. How they built the hives, where the honey was. Yeah, it was it was pretty fascinating. Yeah, really fascinating. And then they had all kinds of like. Fun things for the kids, and they actually had like uh, human-sized <laughs> chess game and checkerboard and yeah. lots of things for the kids <laughs> then to do. We, then we walked by this this uh, I guess screen that had a cutout in it, and you were all mad because some you thought, "Oh my goodness, who did that?" Is what you said, and I said, "Jeff, that's where you put your face." Why? Do you, and you, you know what? And she says to me, "If you don't put this picture on." <laughs> On the Facebook page, I'm off the podcast. Yes, she played that card. So so you looked really nice and grumpy. <laughs> I was really grumpy on that one. But no, I was putting on, I wasn't necessarily grumpy as I was, I was like, I was, I was being a, a warrior? fearless warrior. I warrior. see. I see. In, in like an elf costume. It was just bizarre. <laughs> anyway, and then, and then we walked through to where you, you had all of the vistas. Like there were several points where you could just overlook the valley. Right. Yeah. No, no. It's, it's just really something. Uh, and, and didn't you say that within a few miles of this garden, there are other panoramic gardens? Yeah. There are other attractions um, mm-hmm. One of them is uh, where we're going to be traveling to next week in in Belvez. Uh-huh. Um, that's not so much a panoramic garden, but it, it's something that's part of the artisanal uh-huh. uh, trio. See, they have all these kind of things here. It's just, it's so fun. It, it really is. This garden, I and you were making a really good point that everything's just been sort of planted. There's not really a lot flowering right now. Uh, but you see, what did you say yesterday? You said something like, uh, hey, this will be great in July when everything's flowering. Oh, except for the fact that that'll be tourist season. It'll be very busy there. Yeah, yeah. Very busy there. Um, but we, we went just a little further afield and because we'd read about this this church, mm-hmm. um, Saint-Martin, and it's, it's a church that was built during the Roman era and it uh is one of the most beautiful churches of of that day. Well, it's very austere, but it's Well. No, no, I'm just saying it's not like when you think of a beautiful it's not like one of these cathedral jobs. This thing is just it's it's very, you know, sort of utilitarian, but it is beautiful in its simplicity and the fact that it was made in the 11th century. It was uh no, 12th. It was built in oh. uh, um Shoot me for a century. 11 <laughs> Oh, 1194 is when it okay. was built, and it was commissioned by Richard the Lionheart, 
who apparently like hung out in our region. Yeah, Dick really liked it here, didn't a he? A lot. <laughs> yeah. He really did. Yeah, he was king of England for 10 years from you know 1189 to 1199. Uh-huh. And uh I think they say that he spent maybe 6 months in England. The rest of the time, he was in the ditch, the Duchy of Aquitaine. Wow, he really likes it here, huh? Wow, he, good yep, for him. He, he really did. And he built that particular church huh. um, to redeem his family um, because his dad, uh, King Henry II. Hank too. He killed, murderized uh, Archbishop Thomas Becket. What did you do that for? Of, in Canterbury. Because I think that the Thomas Beckett was, you know, t- talking about the the rights and the uh, importance of the church, and I I guess they ran into some kind of a uh, disagreement, and people who were followers of Henry II uh, decided to off him. So uh, Richard felt really bad about that and decided to build this church in dedication of. Uh... Yep. Wow. And there's a plaque that we saw. I, I took a picture of it. I'll include it on the which Facebook Which is actually page. the dedication. But it's in Roman. Well, what is it written in anyway? Was that uh, Latin? I don't, was, I, I don't know. I didn't maybe, recognize it. Maybe it was Latin. Um, but Richard apparently spoke French and huh. Occitanian, whatever that is. That's disappeared, has it not? Yeah. Yes, it has. I wonder if that's where uh, the Southwest get the accent from, the Occitani. I don't know. Dropped on down from the... I don't know. Because they, they definitely have a French accent here that sometimes you have a difficult uh, time understanding. Yeah. It, it's a d- def- definitely different way of pronouncing cer- certain words. Yeah. Yeah. We've been through it. Like, like van is the best example, right? Because, which is like 20 or wine, and it, it turns into ving or, yeah. you know, or, or de- de- tomorrow, uh, demain. Demain. Deming. Yeah. yeah. It's really yeah. It's okay. You get used to it. Yeah, you get used you know, to it. when you're around it. So mm-hmm. yeah. so it but it was it was gorgeous beautiful cemetery around yeah. the church. And w- there were signs, little tiny signs in some of these di- disheveled graves and I took a couple pictures of these disheveled graves and I guess they're trying to find uh, the people who are responsible now for the graves, probably they're all dead, you know, and and I don't know what it, so what would be the, what do you think the plan would be if, if no one comes and claims a grave? I I really have no idea, but, you know, there are remains there, so you can't be, you know, I guess. playing around with that. I guess you can't stack them or anything like that, eh? Uh, you know. You know. No. no, but what they're requesting is that if you know whoever does it, if anybody has any information about this grave, or if you yeah. are a relative of the person that's at this grave, then please contact the mayor. And another cool thing that happened while we were there is there was a lady bringing a little dedication to the church. Uh, she brought a, a vase filled with some flowers or something, and she had this boxer dog with her. I actually scared her because she went out to her car, didn't see us sneak in. And yeah, then, yeah. And, and oh, his name is Sirius, this dog. I don't know. It must be from the, the, the heavens. Stellar, yeah. yeah. And he he was sitting there by the door and the sun was coming in. There was beautiful lighting. And I, so I got a couple of really cool photos of just this beautiful dog in this gorgeous church. Yeah. He posed for you. Yeah, he sure did. So uh, we'll include those on the Facebook page as yeah. well. Yeah, that was a nice way to cap off our day in Limeuil. And, uh, you know, as we were traveling back, we, we saw a, a sign for Belvez, which is 
uh, just a, a little south, and mm-hmm. that's where we're going to head to um, next week. Yeah, we are looking forward to that. Hey, we uh, last Friday, yeah, last we we recorded the show just before the big vote. Uh, well, before the sages, yeah, or, or well, the, granted the sages their vote. ruling, yeah. right? Right. So um, the nine sages. Um, <laughs> When we say sages, it makes me giggle. Just just picture Supreme Court justices. It's uh, six uh, fellas and yeah. three gals. Yeah. And they uh, allowed um, Macron's petition mm-hmm. uh, to raise the retirement age to 64 to go through. Yeah. Um, they also declined um, the left's request for a referendum. Whoa. So it was a double whammy for the... Yeah, the, it was just, yeah, it was. I, I think Macron, you know, was happy with the uh, the outcome of that day. Um, you know, he 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 did give an allo- allocution, um, a speech, but um, you know, the strong union leaders are, are are calling for action on May first, which is a national holiday. Oh, May and, 1st. and it's you know, uh, and no one works except for essential workers on that day. No one works in May. Period. Here, it's unbelievable. <laughs> You know, I, I have a I have a Canadian May first story, and this really made me mad this day. I was driving into Toronto, which is always my favorite thing to do, on the four hundred one, and I was going to a voice gig. And you know how I used to from I I would like leave an hour like I I'd leave an hour for oh. something to happen. I was always on time yeah. for my sessions. Yeah, and sure enough, I I'm booking along the four hundred one, come to the four twenty seven. And there's a backlog, and I turn on 680 News, and sure enough, it was May 1st, and uh, they were just reporting, oh, there's a uh, May 1st protest from some European truck drivers, and they're holding up traffic, and I'm going, hey, we have a thing for that. It's called Labor Day, okay? You do that stuff in September. And there was no police presence, and these guys were just pissing everybody off, blocking the road, doo-dee-doo-doo, and I, I made it to the thing. But, man, I was, like... Stressful. Well, it just bothered me that it was allowed. But maybe there was no way of preventing it. Well, yeah, there would have been. Pull them off the road, give them tickets. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> uh, that was my May 1st thing, and I did, and that's when I first heard that May 1st was sort of the equivalent of Labor Day mm-hmm. here in Europe. So they're really... Uh, battening down the hatches i think for may 1st after macron's and 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 the thing about the sages is it's not really a challengeable moment is it? that's it it's done yeah it's done it's like the supreme court you know though one of the things you you mentioned uh last week is that the unions are kind of getting sick of you know protesting and losing a day's pay so we'll we'll see what happens i'm sure may 1st will be mayhem in paris i'm sure it will be unintended mayhem Ah, I see what you... <laughs> I see what you did. Yeah, there it is. There it is. Yeah, I, I'm sure it'll be kind of nutty. Um, so we'll have more information on that as well. But uh, the deal is done. The retirement age will go up to 64 at some point, And they can chuck rocks and burn cars, but it's done. Oh, no. You know what they're doing now? Huh. They're clanging pots. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, where, What's that where, all about? Wherever, wherever Macron goes. Oh. Like, I think he was in Alsace the other day, and, and a bunch of people were just clang, oh, clang, clang, clang. That'll drive him nuts. <laughs> Everywhere he goes, there's a clanging of the pots. Well, that's effective. At least nobody gets hurt. Oh, yeah. Anyway, yeah, he, he says that the clanging of the pots is not going to get anything done. 
Well, I don't think any protest at this point will get anything done because the sages have spoken. All right, that is it for Chapter 66. Join us next week when we hope to travel to another one of France's most beautiful villages, as Julie mentioned, Belvez. Uh, the English really loved Belvez. They attacked it seven times during the Hundred Year War. Okay, wow. <laughs> Let's hope they leave it alone while we're here. We'll see you next Friday on Chapter 67 of Jeff and Julie Move to France During a Global Pandemic. Au revoir. <laughs>